Welcome to the Side of the Desk podcast hosted by Fidelity Jobs and the Fidelity Women's Leadership Group. We are here to have deep discussions on the authentic experience of being a working professional in today's ever-changing workforce. Welcome to Side of the Desk. Today we are covering our authentic out of office and time away. I'm Mark and I'm joined today with my co-hosts Alicia and Farah. We're going to talk about how we approach leaving, staying disconnected, just in general taking time away from your job. One of the things that we really want to jump into is how do you prepare for this? How do you come back from this? And just talking through what that means to you. I think I'll start with Alicia, uh, just covering something that your team does, I feel is very helpful for talking through everything. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Mark, and and welcome to our listeners. One of the ways that my team approaches upcoming time away, whether that's PTO or, or more extended time away, is we have a monthly meeting of our smaller team so that we can debrief for any coverage overlaps that we might need or just any um, upcoming exciting events so that we can talk about if someone's going on a trip. Oh, great. Why are you going there? What are you going to be doing? Are you excited? And just kind of normalize feeling confident about taking your time off. And it it just kind of reinforces, I'm gonna be going on a trip, I'm gonna be taking time away from my daily job responsibilities and and that's okay. And it's really important for somebody to feel confident that their team is gonna be able to support them while they're out so that they can feel disconnected and reinforce staying disconnected, not feeling like they have to check back in. Because I know that a ton of people do feel like they have to check back in, especially in the digital age where we all have, you know, outlook on our phones or our Slack and Teams messaging, where it can be so tempting if you're on vacation to just open the app and check to see how things are going. I know that we run into that quite a bit in my daily life. I definitely feel that way. And I feel like a huge component of that is trust and trusting that your teammates can help out. I know I've had examples personally where I've taken time away and I'm, of course, digitally connected all the time, looking at my teams, even while I'm out of office. I know, hey, I'm in line for something. I can pop a look at what's going on in Teams or Outlook. I remember I had seen a Teams message come up where one of my coworkers had mentioned that I was out of office and they were looking for something but didn't want to bother me while I was out of office. So they had asked the team. And a moment of panic had actually rushed over me for about five minutes. (laughs) And thankfully... One of my teammates was nice enough to say, hey, actually, Farah has that located right here. And they were able to point them in the right direction. And I didn't even need to stay into Teams. But the temptation was there. But after I saw that message come through, I was able to sit back and trust my team and know that they were able to take care of what they needed to while I was out for the day. Probably a good thing to maybe turn off the Outlook notifications, turn off your badge notifications so that you're not even tempted to look. But I know we all fall into that trap and it's just kind of helps to trust your team and make sure that, you know, if we meet ahead of time and we prepare and we have, you know, contingency processes to cover whatever you need and wherever the things that you do are located, it just helps you to feel more confident and trust in your team that they're going to take care of it. 
I know I was out of office for a long weekend a few weeks ago, and I flew back uh, early enough in the day on Monday where I could have worked a half day, but I chose to take the full day off so I could, you know, recover, relax, start my laundry from the trip. And I had this compulsion to tell my team that I would still be around. Like, I wasn't really out. Like, I did take the full day off, but since I flew home early enough, I was like, okay, well, if anything burns down, like, just text me. You can, I, I can do that. I can, I can step in. I can help. But really, I think having this conversation with you all made me realize, you know, PTO is PTO. If you're checking your stuff for work on your time off, you're not really using your time off to the full potential. And you're kind of feeding into that culture of not staying disconnected. It's all about setting those expectations. Again, depending on your role, uh, I was in a position where if I was going to be out for more than two days, the expectation for the whole team was that if you were out for more than two days, you would set up time with whomever your backup is, make sure that they understood all the projects and processes you were working on. And there was a sheet that you would run through to just make sure that they were on track. And not only that, but depending on what was happening and what time of year it was, you might even reach out to key clients or vendors or coworkers to say, hey, heads up, I'm out, but you know, Alicia's gonna be backing me up on these projects or Farah's gonna be backing me up on these projects so that not only were they set up ahead of time, but they knew you were gonna be out. So if they had any questions, they could get it in before you went out or understand that you're gonna be out and can pick it up when you're back. So it really just level set those expectations of anyone who could or would be reaching out to you that was in that urgent panic fire drill mode. And I felt that that was really important to do in that role. Yeah, even further than that, I have a handful of colleagues that will send me emails while I'm out of office and they will put in big, bold letters, Farah, please do not respond while you are out of office. This is not urgent. But they just wanted to send the email so that they remembered to do it. Check so, it off the list. <laughs> so they checked it off the list. If I responded, I would get a, uh, a nasty gram saying, enjoy your time out. So it's, it's always a good reminder of, you know, you can have a, a culture of your colleagues reminding you to stay disconnected. Yeah, it really is a, a culture. And I think we've all seen, you know, TikToks or memes on Instagram about, you know, a, a boomer or a Gen Z and how they just approach everything. And, you know, what is considered professional? Is it just being flippant about today's my day and that's it? Or is it, you know, going above and beyond? It's that catch 22 of being professional, but also, you know, taking that mental health break and saying, you know what, today's my day. I'm already out half the day or you know, I just need today to relax and actually not think about work for once. I, I think that's definitely a big boundary that a lot of people struggle with setting. And that leads right into, you know, actually setting your out of office. I know on, you know, between the three of us, we've had out of office here in the last little bit, and we've had very different out of offices. And, you know, part of that allows your personality to come through. Part of it determined on, you know, what are you doing? What is your job? How do you need to convey what needs to be done? Because uh, there's a lot that goes into that. But, you know, just bringing yourself into that, you know, it's, hey, I'm going to the Bahamas and I physically don't have internet connection or I'll be in an ocean and my significant other would throw my phone in the ocean if I answered <laughs> this. I'm just taking today to take today. If you're off, you're off. And how do you 
not go back on. I think that's the hardest part is setting that boundary and giving yourself permission to set those boundaries. I think everyone has expectations that people expect a response right away. We live in this age of text messages. Instant uh, gratification. Instant gratification, two-day shipping, even faster (laughs) than that now. You know, grocery shopping within an hour. We have this culture of instant gratification that's become so ingrained that I think it's really difficult to set those boundaries. But if you don't set those boundaries, I think burnout is definitely a possibility. And I think there's probably a lot of self-judgment. I know I feel this a lot where it's this level of judgment looking at when you take time off or when you look at other people taking time off and saying, do I really need to be taking that time off? Does that person really need to be taking that time off? And really understanding that time off is time off and you are entitled to use your time off and set those boundaries so that you're able to truly relax and recharge and do what you need to do to be settled. I think a lot of it is, you know, like you said, Alicia, just celebrating things that are happening in your, you know, team meetings where you're going through you know, Farah, you're going on a trip somewhere, or Alicia's at a bachelorette party, or I'm at a wedding, whatever it may be, you know, it's something to celebrate because you may be experiencing something positive in your life that merits that. And, you know, that's something to to think about as you see people go out on leave or take mental health breaks for themselves that aren't necessarily what we would consider, quote, PTO, but is paid time off still, or just time off in general where you can say, hey, I'm taking this and just remove that toxicity of I'm out, don't contact me versus, you know, I'm taking time for me. And when I come back, I'm going to be refreshed, rejuvenated, what everybody wants you to be when you come into this. I think, like you said, like no matter what you're doing, you have kind of a few options when you're actually setting your out of office um, to help set those boundaries and set the expectations about what you're doing and uh, if you feel the need to include that at all or, or when more so the expectations on when you're going to be coming back and when, you know, someone else can expect, you know, whether it be a deliverable or a response, whatever it might be, that kind of frames how they receive the email. And so sometimes you can get a little specific with what you're doing to kind of help somebody see in and a little bit of an insight into what you do outside of work. And of course, there's the balance of, you know, your need to feel professional, but maybe also make somebody's day when they read you're out of office and maybe you make them laugh a little bit. But then sometimes, you know, I try to tailor my out of offices and then I get kind of bogged down because I just want to be able to do it quickly before I forget. And then I get nervous that I'm not going to set an out of office at all. And I'm sure we've all done that. But I think there's, you know, the ease of updating it tends to make it a little bit more generic and and easily updatable and you you know you just pop in hey I'm thanks for your email I'm out of office I'll be back on this day at this time if you need help now uh, contact so and so and it's kind of fun to have that added challenge of hey I'm running a marathon um I'll be out of breath when I get back but you can expect me to respond on Monday at 8 or whatever so I think that that is kind of a cool way for you to be able to express yourself within your out of office and then give people uh, a lens into what do you do in your off time. And maybe that helps you to generate a new networking conversation or have like a deeper level conversation with somebody that you wouldn't have otherwise. And I think a fundamental part of that is empathy, right? Like whether you're taking time off for a positive reason or whether you need to take time off for bereavement or 
supporting a partner or something like that, I think having that empathy is really helpful for someone to understand this person might need support where they're at right now. So maybe I can tailor this request or maybe this is something I can take on um, and help out with. Yeah, I think that definitely goes back to what you were saying, Farah, about reframing our view on the judgment that we have that surrounds time away. And whether that be PTO or a more extended leave of absence or just like a longer trip. Yeah, in my experience, fortunate or not, or unfortunate, you know, it's what about the pre going out anxiety and then the pre the Sunday scaries of <laughs> returning? How do you avoid that? Is it is there anything that you on, do on your team? Is there anything that you kind of go through as a ritual to either help avoid that or far in your case earlier, you know, set your teammates up for success while you're out so you don't have that? It's a fine balance. I think many people feel like taking time off is almost as much time um, preparing to take time off than actually taking the time off. I think there's both the like pre time off and then the time off what I'd call hangover um, <laughs> where people come back to a ton of email that they're trying to sort through and prioritize what are the asks that I need to work through what are the asks that you know are just for me staying informed what are the decisions that might have been updated or changed while I was out which can be a lot especially if you are taking an extended time off and if you're on something that's moving quickly there might be a lot of information. I think one of the things that's been helpful for me has been communicating, hey, here's how long I'm going to be off. Here's what I'm doing. If I'm traveling to another country, I'll let people know, hey, I'm probably not going to respond. I'll bring my laptop just in case I get stranded somewhere. <laughs> You're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't don't want to get um, stuck at the airport for 14 days, but you know, letting people know, hey, this is the situation and here's all the resources that I have. One thing that I think helps people feel a little bit better psychologically is giving them your phone number, but not everyone knows how to use that correctly. I usually keep that in my out of office. Most people are very respectful of not bombarding me with text messages or phone calls while I'm out, but knowing that sometimes there are people that need a second opinion or have a question, knowing that they'll be able to contact me if they need that while I'm out, I think gives a little bit of peace of mind. But also, it can feel like you're putting that pressure back on yourself and not giving yourself that time and space that you need. So it may work for some people, it may not. I think a really good thing as well as having a second person, a backup, so to say, while you're out where they have access to all of your files in case you're unable to respond right away um, or if someone has a question. I think that's something that's been successful as well. Yeah, an alternate contact can definitely be really helpful. Someone who knows the processes you complete, they know where your files are and they can answer any emergency, so to speak, questions that come up. I think you are incredibly brave for putting your cell phone in your out of office. <laughs> I think that that totally depends on your role and your team and the structure of like what you do. Because for example, I would absolutely never put my cell phone in my out of office. But I think you know anyone who is on my team already has my cell phone number. So I don't necessarily need to include it there. So anyone who might need to reach out to me for something that's burning down, they already have it. And they know that, you know, they should use it sparingly. 
I think I would be worried that some people, if I put it in there, would read it as this is an emergency, but it's really just an emergency to you. It might not necessarily need someone who's out of office to come back into office and deal with the emergency at hand um, when maybe it could have been solved by somebody else. So I think it's kind of having that faith in in your audience who might be receiving your out of off, out of office message that they would know when to use it correctly and and not really overstep the boundary and contact you unless it was very important. Yeah, I, I just keep hearing over this whole conversation just trust, right? Trust in you having prepared people to back you up when you're out, trust in your team, trust in your, you know, managers to make the right decisions if to contact you at all. And then as we look through the whole out of office experience, I think the best thing I've seen in the last several years is uh, an out of office response that I got a couple weeks ago, which simply said, I've been out of the office for let's just say it was a week. I'm currently in the office and digging through the emails while I was out. If it's urgent, call me. If not, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you for your patience. And it was just, it spoke about that, you know, urgent response culture and asked for understanding and gave you immediate empathy because we've all returned to hundreds or thousands of emails when you come back. And that's something that, you know, if I'm out for an extended period of time, I'm probably going to take and utilize that because everyone understands what it's like to come back from that time frame. It's kind of like the out of office for your out of office. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a great way to put it. Do you both think that with us moving to more of a hybrid workforce where we're working from home or we've been working from home for the last two years, really only recently starting to reenter that workforce that those boundaries have been blurred for the two of you? Or do you feel like it's been about the same? I would say mine's been about the same. Boundaries is definitely a learning curve and setting those takes time uh, and you just have to stick to them. So for me, you know, there's a lot to get into with the whole working remotely and then this hybrid approach, but I'm mostly just interested to see what happens to 8 a.m. meetings. (laughs) And that's, that's really where I'm at. Yeah, I would agree. I'm with Mark there. Like, I don't think that my uh, boundaries have been blurred via the hybrid working model more so than they were before. I think with any type of pandemic fatigue or, or burnout that you read about in our past episodes, we've discussed kind of setting those boundaries between being at home and feeling like you're at home. And I think a lot of it is kind of the same crossover here. So as long as you're being mindful of that and you're trying to keep those boundaries in place, it's definitely easier to manage. So I think really to sum this up, what does the authentic out-of-office mean to each of you? I would say the authentic out-of-office really lets people know that you're trusting them and that they'll use their best judgment before reaching out. And then you're also setting those boundaries and building empathy with people before they even send that message. I think for me, the authentic out-of-office lends a little bit of your personality within um, the response that someone within your organization might get. (laughs) Sometimes I actually feel like it puts a lot of like creative um, pressure on me when I'm trying to write one. So sometimes I just give up and I use a very generic one. Um, I think with social media and um, 
just things I see on the internet. I think everyone is so witty and so funny and hilarious. And I feel like I'm not that funny. And <laughs> and so sometimes I just feel the pressure to use something that's quick and it's easy and I get it done and so I won't forget. Um, but if, if I could make an improvement for myself, I think to be more authentic, I would try, I would aim to create something that lends a little bit more of my personality into a response that someone in my organization might receive. So it kind of gives them a little bit of an insight into um, what is she doing and and what can I expect? It It's something that sets clear expectations and boundaries and is nothing like, I'm sure we've all seen this meme that's like the European out of office is, I'm away camping for the entire summer. Email me again in September. And then American out of offices are like, I have left the office for two hours to undergo kidney surgery, but you can reach me on my cell at any time. <laughs> so I think it's finding something that is that is personal and genuine and authentic to you, um, but still strikes the balance of remaining professional and um, maybe just being memorable. Like if like you remember that out of office that you got a couple of weeks ago because it stuck out in your mind. Um, I think that might just be the crux of the genuine, authentic out of office. I thought, uh, personally, my favorite out of office that was memorable to me was one of yours, Mark. Um, Mark had traveled to Texas to run a race, um, and he his out of office said that he would be in Texas for the long weekend. And uh, if you need the issue lassoed immediately, please please reach out to his alternate contact. Otherwise, he'll be back in the saddle on Monday. And I had a good long chuckle about that. So <laughs> congrats on being very authentic. <laughs> <laughs> With all that we've discussed today, it's important, I think, for our listeners to think through all of the PTO that they might be taking this year. I think the important thing is, is when we look at our PTO and look at it as a benefit, it's so important to consider making sure that we're using it throughout the year, that we're not just saving it for the last two weeks of the year, that we're able to give ourselves time throughout the year and that we're able to fully tap into that throughout the summer, throughout the fall, spring. It's important as you're thinking through maybe trips that you might be planning throughout the year, or even a few days off that you're able to use that throughout the year. And as we approach summer season, uh, it's probably a good idea to take a look and make sure that you're using all of those days off so that you're truly able to recharge and disconnect. Thanks everyone for joining in today and listening to Side of the Desk. If you have any takeaways, I hope that it's to be your authentic self on your out of office and maximize those benefits that you have. Catch us on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, Google Music, and others. Thank you for listening to the Side of the Desk episode, and thank you to a recording studio and editors who make our episodes possible. For more information about working at Fidelity, check out fidelitycareers.com.